0: every time you choose to engage with something, you are telling yourself that you identify with that element. This is why when conflict emerges around you, you should take a step back and ask yourself, do I identify with this conflict? Do I identify with this negativity? Has it emerged in the first place to remind me of an aspect of myself or others that I am neglecting. Furthermore, if that is the case, am I going to react to it in opposition, knowing that it has emerged in the first place to act as a catalyst for my own psyche in order to resolve that particular theme? This has everything to do with the illusion of opposition between individuals in our society, bred by the powers that be, because when human beings are divided, they're much easier to manipulate. However, when they come together and collectively self-organize in a complex manner, they are far more difficult to control, they are far more difficult to direct in a manner that you would see fit as a leader, as a person that craves control and power because they do not have control over their own psychology and require dopamine from other forms or avenues that unfortunately rely on the suffering of others a lot of times. So, you know, think of it as an energy vampire to some extent. We have to ask ourselves, do we identify with this power structure? Chances are, most of you will say, well, no. However, it's a little more difficult than it may seem because you might not identify with that structure, but it will inherently attempt to manipulate you at a psychological level, meaning that through a kind of predatory hypnosis, a lot of the times we are receiving Particular signals from the media, from the world around us, from commercial advertising that says you need a particular product, a service to feel happy, to feel content. When that is not the case, all you really need is to find that contentment within yourself, partaking in a creative venture, a passion or a desire of some sort at a spiritual level need not be it need not be ethereal or detached from reality in the sense that most things which are spiritual tend to be what i mean by spiritual really is something that is not necessarily reliant upon the material realm the realm of sensory gratification it is something that transcends that realm into the realm of capability, uh, that which you are doing for the sake of a higher meaning or purpose. The transcendence of the material isn't something that is in another dimension necessarily. It's not like detached from organic life. In particular, in fact, transcendence simply means that you are focusing on principles that are universal, intergenerational, that carry themselves throughout time and are not limited to a particular domain of the material world. Yes, in our modern-day culture, there is a fixation upon the material, that is true, and there are particular resources that you need to acquire in order to survive. However, most of our basic needs can be met without necessarily doing very much in the modern world. In fact, you could argue that our homeless in the developed world are living a similar lifestyle to the middle class in a less developed part of the world because we have the necessary amount of resources from (laughs) the age of the imperial and the momentum acquired from that migration, that colonization in the Western developed world that we've had the luxury of guaranteeing people a particular quality of life. But the bottom line is that quality of life does not exist in a large portion of the world. It is not necessarily the norm. Access to the internet is not necessarily the norm, for example. And that is why there's still plenty of work to do. And it all comes back to identification. Do Do we identify with a society that does not guarantee people basic needs so as to prevent them from desperation, which can blur the line between good and evil within each and every one of us. People who are desperate can't necessarily afford to make the discrimination between good and evil as much as those who have plenty. So we have to ask ourselves as a society Do do we identify with scarcity or do we identify with abundance? Either way, we need to start making moves toward what is better for everyone overall. And that requires that we do not become so fixated upon death. It requires that we do not become so fixated upon catastrophe. I call it death worship. There's way too much of this nowadays where people get preoccupied with degeneration. And it's because our society or the powers that be are constantly flashing negative imagery in front of us because they're trying to exploit principles in evolutionary psychology to sell products, to sell entertainment material, which is, in my opinion, disgusting, quite frankly. The fact that rich people, the fact that the powers that be, would be willing to manipulate an entire society's psychology, hypnotizing them into a form of parasitic trance for the purposes of personal profit is quite frankly disgusting. And I think we're quite capable of being a lot more optimistic, positive, constructive just based on how human beings interact every day. Most of the time, our interactions are mostly good. They are good-willed interactions with high degrees of charity and empathy and compassion, at least from the ground up. When you're walking around and meeting people every day, there's plenty more positive interactions than there are negative interactions. Now, this will differ quite vastly depending on where you are, literally, from a geographic sense of the word, but it will also differ based on where you are spiritually or psychologically. If you feel there is an underlying state of hypertension within your body-mind complex, then you're going to attract whatever energy is required to ventilate that tension at an emotional level. And there are plenty of ways to ventilate emotion, as I have described in my psychological systems theory. You can do it through self-directed psychophysiological adaptation. You can even project your emotions onto other people. I wouldn't recommend it. It's not the better developed way of doing it, but there is a lot of reflection and projection at play that redirects the responsibility or burden for your own life experiences On other people and a lot of us don't even know we're doing that it's a form of inherited childhood pattern to a large extent that we end up simply reflecting the waste material back into the world and that's not the way you want to be you want to alchemically transmute psychological pressure into a higher vibration so that you do not end up identifying with negativity do not fall for all this nonsense in the music industry Hollywood, the media, where they try to entrap you with psychological predation, with forms of degenerate behavior that attract a lot of attention, sure, because human beings are naturally self-protective and evolutionary in their instinct, meaning that they want to know where they could possibly be harmed, what is dangerous, etc. I totally get that, but you have to recognize that this signal is being amplified for the purposes of profiteering, exploitation at a market level. And that's a huge problem right now because life is actually far better, in my opinion, than the media would have you believe it is. And the world is far better overall than it has been in history. Although, like I said before, there has been a recent downtick in our quality of lifestyle based on what's happening in the world around us right now. It doesn't mean that we're not capable of improving if we were to stop constantly focusing on death and instead focus on life, focus on the organic principles of expansion, growth, love, reproduction, cooperation, diplomacy, negotiation, Whatever is required to nurture the life force energy of humanity, you have to choose what you want to identify with. Of course, most people wouldn't consciously recognize that, oh, I want to identify with death energy. Of course not. You know, there's a few rare people that do that, but intentful evil, intentional evil is actually extremely rare. Why? Because it doesn't feel good. You know, it may okay, so it may feel good in a brief moment, like oh, that feeling of vengeance or whatever it is, right? I felt betrayed and then I did it with somebody else, and oh, you know, it felt so good for a single second, but then you have no friends, then you have no people in your life that nourish you emotionally because you're just drawing back your own waste material, and that's just not something you want to partake in. Instead, you need to alchemically transmute that suffering, into an art, into some kind of redeemable value that you can identify with, because it's all a part of your soul. It's all a part of the energy you're bringing back into the environment. And if you make the constant decision to reiterate the same lessons throughout your life, you can't be surprised that you're experiencing the same situations or that you meet the same kind of people. you have to make the conscien- you have to make the conscious decision to change. That's the bottom line. and it does take attention to detail. You have to know where you want to change. what exactly what exactly in your life that you are feeling discontent with? which takes a certain degree of introspection. It does take a little bit of self-reflection to figure that out from the, from the ground up. You might have to ask some friends. You might, have to, you might have to open yourself up to constructive criticism from people you trust, and it also requires that you have an accurate trust. You have to have a good intuition about people ...before you can open up in a way that they will not mislead you. Because people do take advantage of others emotionally when they are vulnerable. That's just an aspect of reality. It's an aspect of human psychology. And unless you accept that and become more discerning in your inner compass... ...so far as who you choose to associate with... ...then there is a chance that when you become emotionally vulnerable... ...and that you ask for help from somebody else... That they will use that to manipulate you that's just reality which is why it's important to develop your own inner compass learn about what your purpose in the world is what you feel as though you've come here to do because it's all part of a bigger picture right yeah there are particular there are particular roles in society shall we say and those roles can actually be created as well by the way. There might be a role that you have to play that doesn't necessarily exist as a particular thing in our society yet until you prove that it's possible. You know this is actually the exception however. Most people are not so talented or innovative that they can make up their own role but there are some that are and chances are if you're listening to stuff like this, if you're seeking it out on your own or clicking on it and listening to it when it shows up in your feed, that you are probably a little more likely to be one of these people because you're focusing on the philosophical, the psychological, the spiritual instead of the material, temporary gratification, social external validation, whatever it may be chances are you are meant to create your own role in society and therefore you have to choose what you identify with. You can't let the negative parasitic hypnosis of collectivist groupthink contaminate your ability to formulate a new role that is capable of turning the entire group around from walking off the cliff and bringing them into an alternative form of order. Because once somebody demonstrates the necessary amount of bravery to break free from forms of external tyranny that have been imposed upon us from a blanketing cloud of negativity in the media or in culture, whatever it may be. Once somebody demonstrates bravery and strength in defying that, then they can serve as an example for other people to do the same thing. Not to necessarily follow their role to a T, but to form their own role in society and to play their to play their own their own game to come up with a different rule set because the current rules don't seem to be working, and you know it doesn 't necessarily mean that you should dissolve all forms of external order, but it does mean that maybe we shouldn't be identifying with archaic forms of degenerating tyranny anymore. Maybe we should be figuring out what we can do that is constructive, that is a solution. Rather than constantly acknowledging the problems in our lives, we need to start identifying with these solutions. And recognize that plenty of them have existed around us for quite some time it's just that they haven't seen the light of day and um, all that's really required is that the communication medium is at a minimal threshold of integrity for them to emerge naturally from the collective logic and discussion conversation debate whatever needs to happen for us to Bring these forms of order to the surface that have existed beneath the superficial layers of censorship within our society for probably decades, to be honest. I, In, in my opinion, it feels as though that there are plenty of solutions available to us all the time, but that there are forms of tyranny and corrupt dictatorship that prevent them from coming to the light and it is up to us to not identify with that system anymore and to begin formulating something that is far more effective and i don't even necessarily mean to completely destroy any kind of pillars that we're standing on that's a concept that is over-exaggerated within the revolutionary mindset. Oh, we have to destroy the tyranny. We have to smash the patriarchy. We have to do whatever we can to break free. and you know, We have to fight the tyrants by cannibalizing the very structure we rely upon. I don't think that's the way to do it. I think we have to create a more effective system and out-compete the older model within the same kind of paradigm, not necessarily by playing the same game. We can create our own game, but the principles that apply should be exactly what we intended them to be at the beginning of the older system before it began, before it began to corrupt, before it began to ossify, into a tyrannical hierarchy. It is the case that most foundational principles that creates a new system are actually pure. like The constitution or whatever charter of rights and freedoms that we have in the developed world, usually they are the most pure and untainted. But over time, the hierarchy does tend to ossify and people become a little more prone to taking control over the mechanistic qualities of principle-minded thinking because of their acquired wealth or momentum within that new structure, that game that has now been played for quite a while. So most of the time, all a new system truly requires is that you restore the old principle-minded ideology of the original founding of the prior system. And that's why it comes down to, well, what do you identify with? Do you identify with the uh, cruel of material wealth at the behest of others? Or do you identify with the principles of organic life and prosperity?